Sedato Show here on ESPN LA. Freddie Prince Jr., our guest co-host today, hanging out. And we are thankful to have the Iron Man, three-time NBA champion with your Los Angeles Lakers, A.C. Green. A.C., we were just talking about um, your streak. And 1,192 straight games. Um, you missed three games in your entire career. Do you remember what you missed those games for? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, you, yeah, I do. Um, I actually I tore a ligament in my thumb. Okay. And so Gary Vitti, our longtime Laker trainer, yeah. uh, he and I talked about it, and the coach Pat Roddy at that particular time, and he you know, just said, you know what, give it a little more time, but you're pretty much ready to go kind of thing. And it's just, you know, you reach in on someone, Freddie, and the next thing you know, it just bends the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And so this left thumb, as you see my little souvenirs, <laughs> uh, they had to put a couple little pins in there and, and you know, just little, I call it a little fender bender, but I, it was just a, just enough of a little dent in my finger that I said, I don't want any more injuries the rest of my career. I'm done. And, and sure enough, it happened like that. It's such a unique it's a statistic. I don't even know. Genetics. Like, it's just yeah. such a unique thing to get to say and have people ask you over the last 20-plus years now. I, it can't ever get old because they're just saying, like, how did you stay so healthy and awesome? But how did you stay so healthy and awesome? <laughs> like, how does someone do that? Like, this is a hard game. Back then, it was a much more physical yeah, game. No doubt. The off-season medical stuff wasn't as advanced as it is now. Like, right. did you just have the best parents in the world or what? Like, <laughs> well, how did you do it? Oh, absolutely. First of all, the genes were – I was blessed to have wonderful parents, you know. So it, it's been also very, very good from the men upstairs to those wonderful parents because uh, the family's always been more healthy than anything else. And so that's pretty neat when you can really look at that and say that. Uh, but I also saw a pattern from those parents that taught me hard work. They went out. The, I saw them coming in and in the door, out the door, working one and two jobs, not understanding where and why they were going out so much. But then as I got older, every birthday, I started to understand they were trying to provide for me and my other three siblings. And so I learned what hard work, dedication, commitment was about by seeing my parents every day going in and working their behinds off. And so I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Lakers legend A.C. Green with us here on the Sedano Show on ESPN L.A. So uh, that certainly helped when Pat Riley was coaching you because of those three-hour <laughs> oh. practices. Yeah. Now, we, we Byron comes on here all the time. Obviously, Michael's around all the time. How would you best describe a Pat Riley practice back in those days? You would probably describe Pat Riley's practice um, – you know how you just go to DEFCON 12? <laughs> you just start at DEFCON 12. Right. Okay? I mean, it's just that simple and easy. So you just you just are at max. You don't, there's no warm-up, ramp-up, let's get a sweat, let's get a lather. When it's the whistle blew, we knew it was time to engage. And so you just saw the gladiators banging and bumping. You know, at that time, Kurt Rambis and Mitch Kupchak used to just, like, basically almost fist fight without throwing blows, having a competition who was going to get the most stitches in a practice session. And I'm the young guy now coming in as a rookie, and I'm watching these two veterans show me how to play my position, and they're worried about who's going to get the most stitches. And I'm like, I'm going to the guard spot. <laughs> <laughs> it, can't be, it can't be that serious. Speaking about banging in there with, with big guys and having to play defense and all that on them, Giannis is in town. Yes. And this young man is a special, special talent. I've compared him a lot to a young Roy Jones Jr. right before Roy fought James Tony, where we knew he was he was bad, but we didn't know if he was championship bad yet. Right. How 
can this team slow him down? Who needs to? Is it LeBron in the fourth quarter? What do they need to do to have any chance against this young man and this team? Well, the key word is team, you know, because it's more than just a great freak. Uh, as spectacular as he is, you know, because they, I mean, they have some players on this squad, and they work as a team. And for them, by no chance is it a fluke that they're the best out there in the East. And so I'm really excited to watch the whole team play, um, but I also get a chance to have a little picture-in-picture picture on the freak himself. you got to build a wall in front of him. He's one of those kind of guys you basically – Building a wall is like the wall behind us. He has to see bodies in front of his his driving lanes to know he has to stop on a perimeter and shoot a pull-up, a floater, or something like that. But the, normally that works for most guys. But when when you're that long, athletic, and, and lengthy, you can basically take off, you know, from here to there, like we, you know, you see it how many times? What two dribbles from half court? Yeah. He's dunking, and the he's ball. in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dunking the ball, and so that's just not normal. So, good luck, Lakers. That's yeah. what I can say. <laughs> well, speaking of good luck, Lakers, uh, you know, the clock is ticking uh, yeah. to try to make the postseason. You got a young Sacramento team who's clearly hungry. The Spurs, they're reeling a little bit in their last, you know, seven or eight games. They're not playing so well. What do the Lakers need to do? What do you need to see from them specifically to make you believe they can make this push and make up those three games? Well, I, I think beating a team like Milwaukee, okay, it, it's a great, great start and really a continuation from the last game to this game in, in that sense. So beating someone that people don't really give you a chance against, all right, it's, it's really huge. And for a player, it's good for your own psyche. This is what you need to see as a player. So I don't know. It's one of those things that this is the perfect time for the Milwaukee Bucks to come in because this is a, a good stepping stone for this team to acquire a nice victory. AC, when you played the game, was there a guy like Giannis that you would have to set up a wall in the paint and force them to take their athleticism out of the equation and beat you with a jump shot? You know, it's so funny that you asked that question, Freddie, because I think of uh, Dominique Wilkins, for instance. Okay, super athletic, could just jump over you. So he was one of those kind of guys that had a launching pad. And once he hit that launching pad, now he's up in the air and nobody goes up as high as he could. So you had to try and make him jump from further out. Well, good luck, because that normally just didn't happen. And, I mean, I've seen him throw the ball off the back, but we've seen LeBron do that at different times and, and a few players. But... Dominique was one that would throw it off the backboard or shoot it and still get to his rebound and dunk it back in before another player can really react. Unfortunately, guys, that other player normally was me right. trying to guard him. So I'm speaking from practical experience here. What about Michael? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Michael, the problem with Michael is that he had basically too many launching pads. Right. Okay? Right. It, was, it wasn't just a dunk that you had to worry about him. If he got to his sweet spot, which he had like he had like pods on the court that was just like his little zones. And so that was what made it so tough for him. And then when he got good players around him, it was, as you saw, six championship, it was pretty much unstoppable. That's crazy. I'm still I'm still tripping out that you had to guard Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was twelve years old, I saw him play here. Well not here at right. Forum. Forum. And I never saw muscles on anyone that big except a professional wrestler. And I remember asking my mom, Mom, do you think he could be the WWE champion? <laughs> and my mom said, Baby, I think he's a little bit better than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would imagine, you know, we were talking about your practices and just the, you know, how tough they were. 
Um, my guess is just the competitiveness on the basketball part was pretty tough. Magic and those guys and Kareem and, and everyone that was involved. Yeah, I mean, it, it really was. And I think, uh, you know, the stories I used to come and tell my new millennial Laker team when I came here and when we opened, the, you know, the Staples Center. So that whole Shaq and Kobe era coming back, winning the championship, which was my obviously my last one. Uh, but they're first. I'm like, I'm telling these guys stories because they're asking, well, what does it take to win a championship? And so now I said, well, it's like wrestling. You know, you got to be prepared for combat as soon as you get on. I said, now we don't have to have a three-hour practice session like Coach Riley. Right. Because Phil Jackson wasn't going to stay around for three hours <laughs> just himself. <laughs> he, he understood you didn't have to go there. But the mentality and the disposition had to be one of a championship level. And that's that's what we were trying to basically get the guys to. But tough, tough time. But good rewards. AC, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Lakers Appreciate legend, time, AC Green, okay. three-time champion. Uh, coming up next, UFC 235 this weekend. The best in the business are covering UFC. Ariel Helwani joins us next year on the Sedano Show. Freddie Prince hanging out, ESPN LA.